Hello once again world Welcome to another episode of Mr. Speaker Speaks You know it's the podcast that informs, challenges and inspires It's real talk from real people about real things And you know it's Mr. Speaker Speaks But this is the show where the guests themselves really get to speak Tell us the who, what, when, where and why And you can learn more about me on the website at vincenttedwards.com that's vincenttedwards.com say i want to just let you know that today's show is brought to you in part uh, by a wonderful sponsor and it's called personality pitching do you have a good pitch for your business do you pitch your business well just take a listen for just a moment every business and entrepreneur needs a great pitch Do you have one that is clear, concise, and closes deals? Personality pitching can help you create a pitch that is right for you. From a one-minute elevator pitch to an in-depth pitch for investors, personality pitching has you covered. More information is available at personalitypitching.com or you can call them at 833-233-1800. Mention Mr. Speaker and get a free 30-minute consultation and a 10% discount. Personality pitching. You are only one pitch away from your future. All right. If you don't have the perfect pitch for your business, please reach out to personality pitching. I have a guest today that's going to share her story, the who, what, when, where, and why, and talk about her organization. And we're just going to call it slick for now. We'll get into the full uh, definition of, you know, what that means. But my guest is Latanya Smith, and we are going to have a great time. Aren't we, Latanya? Latanya. Yes, sir, we are. We are. Oh, we are. Oh, come on now. Don't get nervous on me. Keep smiling. Kind of a little bit nervous, but I'm good. I'm good. Oh, I'm, it, in, I'm in good hands. You're, oh, yeah. It, it's all in God's hands. And like we always do here on Mr. Speaker Speaks, we're going to go to the Lord in prayer. Heavenly Father, we truly thank you for this day, this time, this hour. I thank you for this relationship. Now, Father, we're coming together to have a dialogue, to share with the world what this organization is all about. And it's all about the kids and helping them to be the best that they can be. God, open the hearts, the minds of my listening audience, Lord, that they will hear something that challenges them, that informs them and inspires them to give to help the children in the name of Jesus. God, now I just ask that your hands be upon my guest, Latanya. God, keep her in all her endeavors and bless her and open up doors like she's never seen before. And now, Lord, you guide this conversation that it may be a blessing to those that hear and those that benefit from the things that this organization does. And we will give you all the praise, all the glory, and all the honor because it is yours. In Jesus' name, amen. Amen. And our scripture today, inspirational passage, comes from the book of Proverbs. Proverbs chapter 18, verse 21, because we're going to talk about speaking life today. And it reads, death and life are in the power of the tongue and they that love it shall eat the fruit thereof. Death and life is in the tongue. And today we're going to talk about speaking life. My guest is known affectionately by her kids as sister 
or Miss LT because she just is a person that's loving, that's giving, and she has a passion and she is dedicated to helping youth and children find their purpose. You know, purpose is powerful. I always say life is all about purpose. Do you know and are you living yours? She is an ordained elder at Fire and Hammer International Training Center in Tallahassee. She's an excellent cake creator now this that's something that you're talking about cake creation most people i bake cakes but we're talking about cake creator singer songwriter and musician and she is also a board game enthusiast she serves as a mentor youth pastor minister leader and a youth life coach she was born in quincy florida graduated from shanks high school she planned on becoming an educator uh, because of some insight and help and push and nudge by an english teacher but that changed after she attended Florida State University and where she was inspired and they influenced her to push her to her passion of helping youth, children and families. In 2007, God gave her a vision about speak life to youth and children slick. And today we're going to talk with her. She has her bachelor degree in social work and master certification as a life coach youth life coach and spiritual life coach today oh we gonna be inspired challenged and informed by the one the only the world written now you're so funny <laughs> miss lt how you doing latoya i am good thank you for that introduction Hey, funny. I love you. I love you. I love you too. And this show is all about having fun, but most of all, informing people. So we're going to get the, the 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 insight on you. And my first question for you today: You know, you deal with children, you work with them, you love them, you help them to find their purpose. What is your best or favorite childhood memory? One that comes to mind: um, I was raised by my grandparents, um, the late Robert and Ipsy Simmons, and we were sitting on the back porch looking at, I believe it was Wheel of Fortune, and I was writing. And as the the contestants was calling out answers, I was calling out the answers before they came. Before they came, and my grandmother said, "We really need to put you out there on Wheel of Fortune." And I think that's one of my f- favorite childhood memories because I was kind of a nerd growing up. I my sisters and cousins went to the pool. I went to the library. I read the dictionary. And all you that read stuff. the dictionary. Now that that's that's something else. <laughs> I heard about reading books, but reading the dictionary. I read the dictionary because I was a speller. I I came in second place in elementary school as a speller and also went to the district in junior high school as a speller. I was trying to be the best spell spell be champion there was well so you and you enjoyed the classroom work did you do any extracurricular things did you play any sports at all um because i see I, you can sing a musician and all all that we're gonna find out that <laughs> i attempted to play basketball um i didn't i knew about my father i had not met him at that time and i knew he was a basketball player so i attempted basketball wasn't my forte attempted softball wasn't my forte so really wasn't a big sports person per se um so got into music learning wanted to learn how to play the piano my grandparents bought me a piano um and later in my high school years attempted to play clarinet (laughs) clarinet but uh attempted so i was in the marching band for about two years at shanks high school all right so do you still play today play the piano 
I still play the piano, um, keyboard. I'm not what you call the the musician that embellishes chords and do all the runs. Oh, you're going to go one, three, five, four. Yeah, <laughs> all I don't do all that. I don't do all that. I do play, um, I'm basically chords. I can play chords and I can play, you know, a lot of worship songs. Um, I released a CD back in 2012 where, where I wrote nine and a half of the songs and my brother uh, produced it. So I do write, so I do sing and I do play, you know, so uh, haven't dabbled in it much lately because of the pandemic and me focusing on sleep, but I, I do. I do a little something, something. Little something, something, something. We gonna have to, I should have had a copy of that CD so I could play uh, some of the tracks. <laughs> I should, you ain't send me a copy of that. I have to get you a copy. Get me a copy of that. You know, so board games. I mean, today everything's, you know, everybody's playing on the on the computer screen, headsets, and interacting over the internet. But you say you like board games. Why board games? And what's your favorite one? I love board games. Um, mostly I have friends that love board games. Um, so periodically we would get together and play board games. My favorite one at the moment is a game called Sequence. Mm, and it's... Um, board game slash card game is similar to connect four you have to make five in a row or two ten five in a row to make ten but board games to me um you learn a lot about people you t- your fellowship you talk you enjoy one another your video games there's no connection there's no human connection and um when i have kids over and we play board games i've had when i was in tallahassee i had kids um i posted something a while back one of my young um persons at the time i was at cnlt celebrating new life tabernacle Oh, so you was over there with Bishop Henderson. Yes, I was over there uh, from 97 ooh, to 2000, 2008, maybe. Oh, okay. Um, so kids always love to come to my house, and I de- didn't understand why. Like, I did not have cable. I did not have satellite. I had rabbit ears. Okay. All right. For for my listening audience, y'all over there, y'all can have to Google (laughs) Rabbit Ears. She's going old school. We didn't we didn't grow up with cable and all that. It's these little things and you had to go and you had to hold it this way and hold it that way. I got the signal. Don't move, don't move. Right, right. (laughs) And um, why don't y'all stay home? Y'all got the gaming systems. We like coming to your house. So when I moved up here, the same thing, kids love coming to my house and we I got Monopoly Connect for sequence i got uh the turntable scrabble not oh. the old the turntable scrabble so and uno and phase 10 and it's just i like the connection and talk with people wow the one game i used to i used to like to play um some backgammon and i loved othello uh, othello never heard of that one. othello oh that's the game that's oh, 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 othello i like that one you know got it because it's just turning over turning over the, the the little black and white chips and the one that ends up with the most um at the end wins it's, it's a really good game but the one i really do like to play is chess i love to play chess i'm not a checkers fan but i love chess and I, I tried to learn chess all these pieces and moving different ways it confused me i tried a couple of times one of my um, deceased um, friends, uh, church members, Ellison Womack, tried to teach me how to play chess twice. And I'm like, I can't do this. I, <laughs> I, I couldn't do it. Wow. So in, in growing up, you shared your, your one of your um, best childhood memories. But what was life growing up? I hear you, you weren't raised with your parents. 
So what was that life like? I was, I mentioned earlier, raised by my grandmother and grandfather, um, Robert and Epsi Simmons. Um, my mom had my sisters and my father I didn't know until I met him the first time in two, uh, 1984. Um, I was 16 at the time. Um, being raised by grandparents, traditional, went to Stuart Temple AME Church, Church of My Youth. It was simple. I mean, we stayed out in the country. My grandparents didn't drive. They didn't have a, they didn't even have a driver's license. So my grandfather generally walked to town, maybe two miles to work. And my grandmother worked at a nursing home. She made sure that I was in Sunday school. I was at uh, Sunday school convention. I was church, youth choir. So I think my grandparents knew the calling of my life before I realized it. So they ushered that in. My mom was you know, in and out, and she finally moved to where the family was, and I stayed, you know, with my, with her and my sisters and my cousins. All of us stayed on that seven acres of land out in Quincy. So it was simple, um, black and white TV, no remote control. So, you know, I served as the remote, you know, back in the day, we served as the hey, Go change that channel. Go put it go on Go change the channel. We had <laughs> channel U in 10 and 14 and 27. Hey. Those channels we had at six. And they didn't know at the end of the night, they played the Star Spangled Banner <laughs> and the TV went down. <laughs> right. Now we go old school. And I know we have some people that's like, oh, yeah, that's ridiculous. But yeah, we didn't have 20, 24 hours. What was it like not really having that relationship with your father? Did that impact um, you in any way? And what lessons did you learn that now helps you work with young people? Um, it did. Um, and, and for a moment, it impacted my relationship with my mom as well. But when she moved out in the country, we developed a relationship. But I, I tell parents now, to, and, um, it's difficult for a child to grow up without not just a mother and a father. It is difficult. It's difficult on boys. It's difficult on girls. I yearned to have a relationship with my father and always desired that. And when I did meet him in 2000, I'm about to say 2014, in 1994, um, like I said, I was 16 and it was difficult. I mean, just not knowing how guys should treat me and didn't feel loved because I did not have that growing up. So I didn't know how a guy was supposed to treat me or whatever. And um, so there was some hard lessons that I had to learn along the way, but it is important for children to have relationships with their parents, whether they're being raised by an aunt an or uncle, uh, uh, grandmother, grandfather, or another relative, it is very important that mothers and fathers establish and maintain that relationship with their child because it is important and it will affect them in their adulthood. So Slick, speak life to youth and children. What prompted you to start this organization specifically for youth and children? Um, A lot of it is based on life experience as a child. A um, couple of things. My grandparents, uh, they believed in saving money. My grandmother opened up me a savings account at Quincy State Bank. And this is when we had the books to write your, your deposits in your savings accounts and all of that. Um, they also believed in purchasing land. Um, so they left land for their children, um, leaving an inheritance. But 
things I did not learn as a child, a young adult, or to prepare me for adulthood was a checkbook. I did bounce a check, um, probably like when I was 23, 24, unintentionally not understanding that when you write a check, you have to balance your checkbook and know, all right, if you got something out there that has not cleared, you have to make sure that's covered. So there were some lessons I had to learn. Yeah. And today they 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 use it because they make all these debit transactions and don't don't right. don't and deduct don't it. it and don't record right. it. And it's like, oh, I got money. No, you forgot to mm-hmm. take out that that pizza you bought. <laughs> right. Or that camera or that iPhone. Mm-hmm. Or, um, so I learned a lot of valuable lessons from my grandparents, from my mom as a child, the importance of um, having God in your life, um, serving and, and tight, uh, well, giving at the time, yeah, AME Church at the time, it was dues. It wasn't tithing. They, they, we didn't learn about tithing. We learned about paying your dues, which is t- something totally different. But my grandmother also taught me how to cook, well, mainly bake cakes. And I explained that la- later. She was an excellent cook. Um, she sold, she did the plants. I learned how to can tomatoes and peas and all of that stuff, which I hated. <laughs> I hated going to the the thing and can tomatoes. That that steam, man, y'all y'all don't y'all kids don't understand. They don't understand. They don't understand that. But um, learn how, like I said, some basic stuff: cleaning and cooking and baking. And so I'm not a plant person. I I don't plant. I don't garden. I don't like dirt. I got some friends that do, but I, my mom, my aunts, they got plants everywhere and can grow stuff. I can't do that. Mm. So that's something I did not inherit. Wow. So it really sounds like because of your life experiences, you said, hey, I want to help children learn basic life skills. And, and that's truly important. Even with things being on, on the Internet these days, uh, so much information, everything's electronic and we have all these devices. But that real interaction and human connection, but yet understanding how do I make it through in life? There are just some basic skills that you need. And, I, and this looks like that's what you focus on um, right. with Slick. You have financial literacy and planning. Um, talk to us about the one purpose, passion, and career program. What is that all about? Well, um, one of the things I learned um, as I entered ministry and I uh, learned a lot of um, biblical principles and foundational stuff at CNLT. I'm going through biblical studies with Dr. Kevin Storr. He was going to get his doctorate degree and Buck Yancey and Pastor Henderson. So the, the biblical studies course that we had to take was that of a uh, master degree level information. Um, one of the things that I, the scripture, Jeremiah chapter one, God made known, um, as uh, you were formed in the belly of your mother's womb, I ordained you. And um, another scripture, God makes known the ending at the, the ending of the very beginning. Our purpose is already placed in us. And a lot of people don't understand that. Um, I knew my purpose years ago, decades ago, and it was confirmed. And it's a funny story. Once Share it I, with us. Uh, a friend of mine, Tracy Weatherspoon, um, a friend of hers was starting a church in Quincy and she got him to ask me to come speak or do the sermon. I had already started in ministry. And um, so as I'm getting my mind ready for service, 
this old lady walked up to me. She said, hey, how you doing with your fat self? Now, yeah, I'm kind of heavy. <laughs> but you didn't have to call me out like that. And I'm like, uh, trying to be respectful. Uh, I'm fine. She said, you don't remember me with your chubby self. And I'm, again, I'm looking at her like, well, no. And you really, in my head, I'm like, you really don't need to be calling me. <laughs> and she said, me and your grandma, Elk. My grandmother was Elsie, um, used to go dress to church for communion. And um, I was staying, like I said, right, raised by my grandparents. So wherever she went, pretty much I was there. So when they were dressing the church for communion, and for those that are listening, dressing the church for communion in Amy Church back then was having the altar white and prepare the, the elements and all of that. So they, she said, we had to beat you out the pulpit. We had to beat you off the piano. And I think I was like four, five, six years old. So my grandparents knew my purpose before I realized. So I believe God showed them that and knew where I was going. I didn't want to accept it when I got older, my, you know, back in the day. And I wasn't saved always. Hey, I, hey, go ahead. Saved tell, tell, I, I wasn't saved all so, my life like some of y'all out there. <laughs> yeah. So I used to, I didn't drink, I didn't smoke, I didn't do drugs, but I love to go dancing and I love house parties. Mm. So, you know, Mars Day had fishnet, black pantyhose. Oh, oh you going way you going way back to oh, Mars I had Day. Fishnet, black pantyhose and a lack of skirt. And I would go out, my grandfather, my grandmother had passed. My grandfather said, You're supposed to be a preacher. You ain't supposed to be out here juking. Brenda, they ain't trying to hear all that. You oh. know. They wasn't trying to hear all that. So, but later, you know, back in uh ninety-five. I accepted my calling. So helping kids realize their purpose at an early age, because I realized mine, I didn't waste a whole lot of time. I met people, 40 and 50 year olds that still don't know their purpose. And I know for a fact, the word says God makes known the ending at the very beginning. So our purpose is already in us. A lot of kids, I want to help them realize their purpose before they go major in that. One kid said, I want to be a doctor. Okay, what kind? I don't know. Okay, do you like blood? No. You want to be a doctor. But you don't like blood. Or I want to be a daycare on my own daycare. Do you like kids? No. So I'm like, what what you're saying is not matching what you love to do or what you enjoy doing. So purpose, passion, and career is helping them take taking their giftings and their talents and what they love to do and help them find a possible career and help them find their part purpose. So that's what I try to focus on doing. So having people come in um, to talk about, you know, uh, I had a guy who's uh, AC repairman. He has his own business, um, but he also has certain degrees. I've had people who are coaches, um, people who are financial literacy people, different people from different fields and various levels come to share their experiences with the kids so they can get some idea of what actually they want to do. To getting some real life experience saying, okay, let me tell you about this, the day-to-day operations, what goes on with this type of profession. What's the age group of the kids that you serve? Um, Our program Slick serves kids from six to tw- well through twenty-two. Wow! Okay, twenty-three. Um, they kind of out the program because at that point, it usually takes about four or five years if they're going to college to get a degree. So six years old, I want to start them early, not necessarily five, but we do give stuff to kids younger than that as well. But six through twenty-two. Um, whether it, whether they're in elementary, middle, high school, young adult, in college, or even 
trade or technical school because we know everybody won't go to college. True. It's not for everyone. And then for those of us who go, you know, we have some ups and we have some downs. And that's a story for another day. When it comes to entering the program, are there any requirements? Are there any costs? How does a, 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 a young person get involved to be able to take advantage of the various programs that you offer? Well, initially when we started, we was just starting in person in Villarica at Villarica Library or Douglas County Library. Um, and initially it was just going to start in Villarica and we eventually branch out. Because of the pandemic, we had to uh, switch gears and do stuff virtual. Um, so right now, as long as they uh, participate and attend and jump on some of our Zoom calls, um, they have to have their camera on, enter their name. There is no cost at the moment. Right now, everything is virtual. The volunteers we get to speak, there's not, uh, they don't charge a fee. We pro- give them a slick t-shirt, which you will get one, by the way. Oh, my goodness. I'm going to pull that slick shirt. It's going to be slick. Um, <laughs> so right now, it's no charge. Um, uh, just, they email me if they want to be a part, and we'll get information to them eventually. I'm, th- I'm trying to find um, apps. Um, that we can add to our website where they can actually join like a membership um, type app searching. And it's hard to find exactly what I want. So eventually we will be, you know, membership status or whatever. And maybe, you know, each kid of each family, $50 a year. And that would entail participation in all classes, um, certain field trips that we have or certain fun stuff that we do. So how often do you you have classes? Is is this something just, you know, throughout the year you have a specific curriculum, it goes and then it starts over? Um, Are there any specific tracks that kids follow? How does it actually work? Right now, there's no specific track. Um, The two main classes that we do right now, uh, Youth Financial Literacy, which we will be doing another one at the toward end of this month, well, three, Purpose, Passion and Career is um, Cooking Basics 101. We all know that a lot of kids, let's know, I'm going to back that up. There are a lot of people under the age of 40. (laughs) (laughs) There are a lot of people under the age of 40. Uh, All right. How to cook. Yeah, that's a lot of folks don't know how to cook. Thank God I married a woman that knows how to cook. um, I want to be able to teach kids how to cook a basic meal, breakfast, lunch, and dinner without having to put stuff in the microwave, without having to go to McDonald's or Burger King. They need to know how to cook, especially when they move out on their own, because Burger King and McDonald's and Chick-fil-A, all of that costs money. Yes, it does. It's a meal that can last you a couple of days. Then that's my goal. You know, when we were in school, we had home economics. You you just taking it. We you know for you know for full disclosure, I ain't gonna tell her you know tell your age, but uh, Mr. Speaker, fifty five, so she going back to home. Heck, you might well go well, back to I shop. Go back to shop and all. I mean, but those are some good classes, man. Home ec, man. I learned how to make. I learned how to make a pizza by using them uh them, them Pillsbury dough muffins. Right. Mean, yeah. They, right. I, so those are some great things, but they don't right. do that these days. 
most most schools I know up here, most schools don't. And a lot of kids don't know. A lot of their parents don't know how to cook. We teach basic, I mean, simple fettuccine Alfredo. That's my favorite. That's one of my go-tos. Oh, I love that fettuccine Alfredo. Got a great recipe that uses Philadelphia cream cheese. Well, I use Philadelphia, but you can any kind of cream cheese. But I just, certain things. I'm, I'm, I'm going to sit in on one of these classes myself, get a few more recipes to add to my repertoire. Right. Matter of fact, our next class, cooking basics class, is next Saturday. Mm-hmm. And I'll be teaching kids, how, well, and adults, how to cook pecan sandies or pecan sandies. And they're better than Keebler. Oh my goodness. Y'all hear that? Hey, we are, we are talking today to Latanya Smith, the founder CEO of Slick, and we getting real deep on some of these classes. And you know, I know y'all heard me say if you've been listening, I married a woman that can cook, but guess what? Mr. Speaker can throw down <laughs> you know too. To Mr. Speaker knows how to cook. I actually grew up I worked in restaurants. I I been in many restaurants, but I love to grill and I can cook. My grandmother, I watched my grandmother cooking mm-hmm. everybody else was outside and i stayed right on the granny she let me play in the dishwater and uh, i watched her cooking she'd be singing songs and the one thing I, I learned from my grandmother is how to cook some lima beans and see i go old school put some ham shank and ham hawks in them now grandma taught me how to cook them them lima beans so you know that that's that's one of my my favorites well that's my my mom when i go home lily collins i know she's listening but my favorite black eyed peas, lima beans with some ham hock or smoked turkey. Oh, yes, sir. And <laughs> cornbread. She don't have to cook a meat. But that's just my, you know, my aunts, Betty Brown and, and Pauline Smith Hamilton. They know how to cook. They, Betty Brown cooks for people all the time, bake cakes. My aunt did the same thing. So all three of those sisters know how to cook and throw down. Man. So. I just, that's just, kids need to learn how to cook and know how to cook something healthy. Yes, indeed. Because I mean, and it's getting to a point, you know, it's like, I know, and I, I eat out a lot too now because I'm, I'm on the go, but I will come home and, and, and cook. And sometimes like, you know, you go, you eat out, you come back home. That's it. Ain't no leftovers. But when you throw down at home, you can go back and back and back again at times. And it is, it is truly uh, great. And I, we taught our son isaiah how to cook and he loves it and as a matter of fact he's at university of central florida he's in hospitality and he came back because he had to take some cooking classes he came back he throwing down on that uh, what i call pretty food with the garnish and all these sauces and stuff he with tell my daddy try this try this i said well, but it's stuff you know i had to tell i say kind of doing a little something <laughs> you know but so- see that's the thing we got kids that know i have a young man as part of slick his name is Quavion Thurman. We call him Duke, but Chef Quavo. And when I met him six years ago, and he was loving to cook then, he's 17 now. I said, you're going to be a chef. And um, Duke, no, he just learned how to grill a year ago. When I tell you, I know some 50, 60-year-old men that, that can't touch him as far as his ribs are concerned. Oh, my goodness. I mean, fall off the bone, good. So uh, that's one of the things I want to encourage our youth, whatever their giftings and talents, it help pull that out. And that, that's powerful because a lot of a lot of – uh, young people, and I often ask the question, what is it that you want to do in life? And, you know, they'll be like, I really don't know. And it's truly valuable to find your purpose 
at an early age. And I'm so glad that you are taking the time to spend with young people to help guide them and give them direction. And it's sensible and it's real world. It's real right. world because you get, you know, you get to a place and you buy yourself. It's like, at least you can cook. At, you know, right. at least you can cook. And, and that's good. Those, those basic skills. I, I want to hear about this cake creation too. Cause you know, I know this, we're, we're on the cooking part of uh, the home Mac. One of the things that they do at slick is teach you how to be slick in the kitchen. So here we go. <laughs> Talk to me about cake creation. I mean, I have, you know, I can bake, you know, but what is cake creation? Okay, so uh, when I was in Tallahassee, um, I started getting more into cakes um, back. I used to bake two types of cakes for, uh, I cannot forget, they have since retired. They used to have a barbecue place outside of FAMU. They used to have a restaurant, barbecue restaurant outside of FAMU. He worked for the Urban League. I cannot think of their names right now, but they ordered a cream cheese pound cake and a red velvet cake from me every every week to sell at the restaurant. Um, they sold by the slices. So I was getting more into cakes or whatever. My grandmother had some recipes that I was, you know, changing and perfecting. So when I, once I moved up here, I said, okay, let me try this. You know, we learned the one, two, three, four cake in school. Cup of butter, one cup of milk, two cups of sugar, three cups of flour, four eggs. One, two, three, four. So I've taken that to a whole nother level. I have created, and basically I just experiment. I've created a pineapple cream layer cake with used uh, crushed pineapples with pineapple cream cheese frosting. I've created a peanut butter explosion, which tastes like Reese's peanut butter. Oh, so now I get the whole concept of cake creation. You just like, yeah. let me let me see what it will tickle the taste buds today. You just go and put right. something together. All right. right. Uh, white chocolate pound cake with white chocolate glaze. Or uh, my most recent one is a lemon lemon dream supreme cake. Lemon supreme dream cake. And it's a lemon layer cake with lemon frosting. And if you ever had, I think it's Pepperidge Farms that has a little frozen lemon cake. So if you ever had that, it's better than that. If, if you had that, you need to try it. Wow, this this is powerful. And all of this you share with the children. Um, and I share basic stuff. Now, I don't share my recipes. No, not the recipe, but you show them how to cook. Now. I, I show them how to cook. You show them right. how to cook. What has been one of the, I guess, when you look back on all the children and all the people that you've had, what's the feedback that you've received regarding your program? Um, a lot of the kids love it um, because they're kids and they're involved in a lot of stuff. So some Saturdays I don't have kids that actually join into the Zoom. Some do, some don't. They'll go back and look at the classes. I've had kids come over and I had a young man who just graduated and another young man come and they learn it. They did learn how to make a cream cheese pound cake. So that the second young man that learned, he actually made a cake in school that his teacher was so impressed that his grandmother gave him the recipe to use. Um, they it, they love it. I mean, someone to spend time with them, the parents definitely loves it. Yeah, because that's what I was going to say. What what have the parents said um, about the program and how how it has benefited their child or their children? They um, really are appreciative. They love it. Um, they're very supportive. They know that I have a heart and a passion for kids. Um, not only if I'm teaching them to cook, but also being that extension, I do go to schools and check on them. I threaten a lot of them, okay, act up one more time. I'm coming to sit behind you in class, and I've done that. Um, I show up to the football games, basketball games, 
sporting events, whatever. I can't do everything, but I do try to at least make it to one event each of my kids are in during the school year. So the parents are appreciative. The kids are enjoying it. Um, we're getting more and more kids involved, um, more and more people that's jumping aboard um, to help because they know what I'm doing is working. They they love what I'm doing and they, they want to be a part of it. Wow. And for my listening audience out there today, if you want to find out more about Slick, all you have to do is go to slickinternational.com. And that's S-L-Y-C international.com. And you can find out more there about the organization. What was the biggest challenge when you looked at starting this venture? And, I, and I'm going to admit, I was fearful um, because this is something new, new as far as actually doing it. It's always been in me to do um, since way before I moved up here. Um, fear, because again, like, I don't know what I'm doing, uh, but this is truly God ordained. Um, I thank God for my nonprofit coach, Felicia Bellinger with Adel Foundation, who helped me get started. I have some awesome board members, board of directors, executive board. Um, two of them just came came aboard. Mostly fear, but just because I'm fearful, that doesn't mean I'm not going to continue because I know that's what God has put me on this earth to do. And because this is God ordained um, and I'm trusting him step by step, I'm just going forth and do what I'm supposed to do. So the challenge I would say initially is the fear, um, but everything for the most part has been going smooth. The fear and, you know, getting, yeah. getting over fear is, is sometimes challenging, but you know, God has not given us a spirit of fear, but of power and love and a sound mind. You spend a lot of time teaching the children. What have the children taught you? Uh, let's see. Patience. <laughs> uh, patience. Um, you know, well, initially when I started in ministry, I was kind of dogmatic because, you know, you ain't supposed to do this. You ain't supposed to do that. You can't do this. You can't do that. And through learning, um, that softened up. But the kids helped me be patient, helped me understand that they're in a different time than we were. Oh, the whole electronics Social media, all that, and all of that. I'm trying to get used to. I'm not used to it. I don't. I'm a. I'm a. I'm. I'm. I can't even talk. I'm. Am a person like like to have conversation. I'm not a big text at all. I don't like texting. I do it because I know that's what the kids respond to. But they also know Miss LT. I need you to call me. I need to hear your voice. Um. So patience and understanding they're in a different time, but there there is a um, balance. They also know when they come over, if I'm at their house or if we go out to eat, no cell phones are allowed when we're sitting down eating. A lot of parents don't understand that. And I'm like, conversation. Understand what the kids are talking about. Understand what's going on with them. Just because they may not be talking doesn't mean there's nothing going on with them. So um, understanding that they're in a different time um, than we were in learning how to adjust with texting and uh the one kid had to correct me because i was calling twitter tweeter twicker <laughs> i don't know how to tweak and twerk and all that miss lt is twitter <laughs> tweaking not twerk. so helping me with the new lingo the language <laughs> yeah i mean whoo. yeah so. and and that, that's powerful because i always say that we can always learn from one another and no matter how 
technologically advanced we get, you can never get away from human interaction and being able to communicate. Because I always say, all it takes is one good power outage. And let's see how well you can communicate, how well you can interact. Because I I share with people, we are so well connected from all of these devices, but we've really lost that connection. And what I'm hearing about Slick is you help provide that connection with children to help them to succeed, to help them to find purpose, to help them to be able to really navigate and operate in this world with real life skills. And, and that, that, right. that, is, that is truly powerful. What do you need as far as the organization is concerned? What do you need to help you get to the next level? Well, the next level, a couple of things. Um, we, we are always accepting donations. We have a cash app. Um, dollar sign speak for the number four is capital S, capital L, capital Y, capital C. I was looking for donations because a couple of things touristically within the next year that we would like to institute. Um, so what what do you need? I mean, if you had to put a dollar amount on it right now, what do you need and what purpose would it serve? What resources do you need? What 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 mentors do you need? What areas do you want to reach out to? Say, for example, you know, I want to talk to kids about mathematics. I need a, I need a professor of mathematics to come in and just give that. What do you need? Because we asked, um, cause, and, and this is Mr. Speaker. So I'm asking her what she needs. Cause I'm telling y'all, y'all need to come and fulfill these needs right here. So she's speaking and you know, death and life is in the power of the tongue. And so we asking right now, what do you need to help you help these children? Well, the first and foremost thing we need is additional finances. Um, we we would like to get um, consistent donors donating anywhere from fifty to a hundred dollars a month. And how many of those do you need? A hundred donors? A thousand donors? I'm going to say a hundred donors. A hundred donors at fifty dollars a 2022. month. Twenty twenty two. Twenty twenty two. We need a hundred dollars. Donors, donors, get it out. Hundred donors. One of the things we're going to be focusing on next year, um, and I've got a couple of people that I've reached out to a couple of companies. I want to develop our college preparation um, program, helping kids prepare for the ACT, SAT, also scholarship development program, help them find money. Because one of the goals, I do not want any of our kids eventually that goes through our program to have any student loans when they come, come out of college or trade school, technical school. I want them to find the scholarships, the grants, the whatever, the endowments. It doesn't make sense for a kid to go to college for four, six, eight years and come out on 70, 80, 100,000 when you you can only get a job paying maybe 50, 60. Mm-hmm. You're in debt and the interest calculates. I've been there, done that. I had to get loans when I was at FSU and it took, them, took me six, seven years to pay them off. I don't want any kid to youth, young adult to have to get loans to go to school if that's what they choose to do. Likewise, if they go to trade school. So having professionals and experts come in to help kids prepare for the ACT, the SAT as early as eighth grade, because the younger we start them, the better they're going to be prepared. I want to help families not, you know, have to mortgage, put a second mortgage on their house or pull out of their retirement to send a child to school. We should be able to be send a child to school without the benefit of a loan. It's thing that we're going to focus on next year. Depending on what COVID does right now, because I don't know, we don't know 
this variant is out. They're talking about other variants. I would also like to be able to do a um, car repair program. We have a y- lot of young people that have cars. They work 16, 17. They don't know how to change a tire. They don't know how to check the oil or change the oil. They don't know how to change wipers. I, I know how to do certain things. I don't like doing it because I don't like grease. So you need so you you need somebody looking for some sponsorship to come on out here and say, hey, we we can talk to you about basic car repair, car maintenance, right. and the, so we we putting that out there. So if you're listening, Slick needs you right now. If you can offer those services, car repair, just sending someone out to represent your company, goodwill, talk to these kids about basic things that they need to know about operating a vehicle. You can contact them by calling what number? They can call the best, best, best way. Actually, they can reach out via email. Um, Slick International at gmail.com. Okay. They can call at 770-580-3199 is a number they can call, but email would be the best. And please leave your contact information, your, your field of expertise, and I will get back in contact. And that's going, and you can also go to their website and then uh, click on contact us and that's slick speak life to youth and children international what can you do your profession the expertise that you have what can you do and i'm talking to my listening audience to come in and to speak life into young children if we're not speaking life into them someone else is and the type of life that they're speaking may not be the life you want them to live slycinternational.com that's slycinternational.com or 770-580-3199 770-580-3199 so looking for help to help the kids 100 donors monthly donors consistently at $50 a month. I know there's one company out there that can probably just write the check, but we're doing this for the children because we need to develop them. They need to have positive relationships. When you look back over your life, and I know you've talked about your grandparents, who is outside of them and who is one person that has greatly influenced you to say, hey, I need to give back to children. Actually, I don't have just one person. That's <laughs> You put me on the spot. I can't. I cannot. Uh, you know how we get in church. Oh, don't get me to start naming yeah, names because no, I'm gonna I forget can't. somebody. I, I and then they're gonna. <laughs> I will say this. I will say this. Um, there have been a lot of people uh, in my adult life that has pushed me to this point. Um, from church to um, college, certain jobs. So I can't, it, it's not just one person, you know, T.D. Jakes had a sermon out um, some years ago, nothing just happens. It wasn't just one thing. It was a multitude of things to get me to this point. I just recently talked to some friends of mine and they asked me why I say that. I think God, I, I think those people that served as my quote unquote Judases, if that makes sense. <laughs> <laughs> so you for 30 pieces of silk. Go ahead. <laughs> yeah. I, I thank God because it takes, it will take one situation to push you to another situation. So if certain things had not happened in my life in the past, I wouldn't be where I'm at now. So I have a friend of mine said friends, frenemies, and foes. <laughs> Every, all things work. All things work together. All things work together for my good. So I can't just say it was one person or 
persons. It was different situations and different persons in different aspects of my life. And it pushed you to where you are now with Slick International, a 501c3 organization whose mission is to develop, motivate, encourage, and empower youth from ages 6 to 22 to become productive and successful adults in their lives, families, and communities by helping them to realize their greatest potential and purpose. That's what Slick is all about. And today we've had the pleasure of talking with the founder and CEO, Latanya Smith. Latanya, what matters most to you? If I can touch the life of one child, which I do, I consider, I don't, I put it this way, I don't, biologically, I don't have any kids, but every child that I come across, whether black, white, Haitian, Hispanic, Asian, polka dot, stripe, it doesn't matter. They're one of my kids. So for those that kids I know and those kids that I don't, they are my kids. I am here to speak life and help them be at a better place than I was at their age. That's 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 what's most important to me. And, I, you know, I just thought of another question while you were talking in this whole concept of speaking life. What was the word of life spoken into you to say it's now it's time to start? What was it that was spoken to you? That I can do all things through Christ that strengthens me. And I've been through a lot and that would be a lot, another show, another time. For people to say that I can, and I had, I put this way, I had a lot of rejections and a lot of disappointments and a lot of this and that, negative stuff that happened to me throughout the years. And I could have easily, you know, I'm from Gadsden County, and you know, back back in the day, there was a particular politician. Don't, we, won't, we, won't, we won't call him out. <laughs> he went, this particular gentleman went to Jefferson County at a meeting and they did a roll call. And he made the, made, made the comment, yes, I'm from Gadsden County, home of the Nats and the niggers. Now, I don't like using that word. That pushed me. Mm. There are a couple of times, a couple of people have said that nothing good comes from out of Gadsden County. Um, statistics, I came from a single parent home, no father, you know, not the best economic situation. You know, according to statistics, I was supposed to have been dead on drugs, projects, children out of with all of that but god so just because and for any kids that are listening just because negative situations happen to you that doesn't make you to who you are now just because that happened then doesn't affect who you are now it helps push you but it doesn't affect who god has called you to be so um that's my goal i mean a lot of kids that i help now and back then and when i was in florida grew up without a father or bad situations. And I've been a counselor, case manager, and I won't say his name. When I worked for Appalachia Center for Human Services in Tallahassee, and I was a case manager, I'm a SAT, um, young man at Carter Paramore um, School, great heart, bad home situation, got into trouble all the time, developed a relationship with the administrators. We won't suspend him, but just come get him. Just just come get him for the day. And I would, this particular day, Got him, took him home um, where he was staying with his grandmother and his cousins. And I had just gotten a 1993 red Honda Civic. Really wanted a Honda Accord, but couldn't afford it. So he said, you need to go. I'm not going anywhere. I can stay as long as your grandmother say, well, me and my boys going to come back and mess up your car. I said, okay, when y'all come back, make sure y'all mess it up to the point it's total. Because I really wanted a Honda Accord. So he got mad, came back after an hour, and we sat and talked. I said, you got a good heart. 
I said, give me, if you can just stay out of trouble for two weeks, I would take you to a restaurant, take you out to eat. He did it. I took him to Crystal River Seafood that was on um, Tennessee Street. And he said, he said, well, don't we need to go to the counter and order? He had never been to a sit down restaurant in his life. And he was 14 years old. My goal is to open the eyes of our kids to more than just a little corner of the piece of earth that they stay on. And to help, you know, I, I want to. All right, I'm going to just put this out there. Eventually, we're going to be able to take a certain number of kids every other year after COVID is gone on a three-day cruise just to take them to expose them. Exposure. I want to be able to take, all right, kids go to Washington, D.C., all that. I want to be able to take kids to Florida State, to FAMU, if they want to go and see what college is like. I want to be able to do that. It's more than just a little small piece of land that they grow up on. I want to be able to expose them to different stuff so they can see, okay, I can be a, a sports pro- broadcaster. I can be a TV show pot host. I can be this. I can be that. I tell kids all the time, and I know I'm just rambling right now. No, you, you, are, you, are, you are speaking because it, it, it's, it's powerful because most people, and I have relatives that I go back home to South Florida. They've never left South Florida. There's a world that's bigger than that. And even with the Internet, it opens up opportunities. But most people don't travel outside of a certain geographical location. And what you're right. saying is powerful because exposure helps you. It broadens the mind. It, 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 right. it, and once you've it's almost like when you've seen something, you can't unsee it. When you've experienced something, you can't unexperience it. And the thing is, when you have those positive experiences and you go to other parts of the country, other states, other countries, you say, wow, your your horizons have been, been broadened and it makes for a better person. I'll never forget high school, Miss Helen Albert. She told me that she's going to make me a well-rounded individual. I was upset with her. I kicked and screamed, but I thank her to this day well-rounded meaning that you know more than one thing you've been many places you've seen things you've lived a life where you can help others and that is powerful and very positive about what you're doing trying to get exposure and it works in the business world you know visibility brings credibility that's all about exposure um so that that is powerful um, so we're going to speak, we're going to speak that into existence, money coming in to be Thank able you. to give these children an experience that lasts a lifetime an experience that changes their life and their lives and helps to impact the lives of others. Because why it's generational, Correct. it's cyclical. If I don't get out of the cycle, nobody, you know, someone's got to get out to tell somebody something. It reminds me of the allegory of the cave getting out of that cave and coming back. Hey man, it's light outside. And everybody, no, no, no. I say, you need to come outside. And that is so powerful giving people exposure. And I want to say this as well. And my cousins, uh, my family, and a lot of my friends, they will tell you no matter where I go, whether I'm in Publix, Walmart, restaurant, I'm always talking to some kid. Don't even matter the race. I don't even care because it's just, that's just me. And um, a couple of weeks ago, I was in Publix and a gentleman was there with his son and daughter. So I looked at both of the kids. I said, all right, which one of y'all going to be the attorney? And which one of y'all going to be the doctor? And the young girl said she wanted to be an attorney and the guy, or vice versa. He wanted to be an attorney. She wanted to be a doctor. I said, okay, what kind? So I got them to thinking. So I asked him, I said, you play sports? Yes, ma'am. You good? Yes, ma'am. Football? Yes, ma'am. I said, what do you want to be? What about, I said, take that out of the equation. 
for now. What do you want to be? Because only the top of the top of the best <laughs> of the best going to make it to the pros. I know I said I had a nephew that went FSU, Jonathan Vickers, number 26, mm-hmm. running back, um, other relatives. My my first cousin is the head football coach at FAMU right now. Okay. Uh, football family. And my oldest nephew went to Alabama State. Cousin that played for Marshall University. So all of this. And I told him, only the top of the top of the best of the best. I understand that's, that's, that's your dream and that's your goal. But being realistic. What's your backup plan? Because what if you get hurt? What if this? What if that? You always have to look at what if because Dennis Rodman went to the NBA bankrupt, broke the first time around. He didn't understand anything about money. So if you want to do that, parents, if you're pushing your kids to sports, okay, that's fine. But also push them toward business. Push them into being an attorney. Get something alternate because they need to know how to spend their money. They need to know how contracts work. I'm all good with sports if they want to push the NFL, the NBA, WNBA, all of that. But what's your backup plan? What's their backup plan if they get hurt? Life after sports. And that's what happens. Life after sports. And and what do you do? So it's always about having a plan you know, time has just gotten by on us. I look at my class and say, we done been talking for a minute here. And somebody told me that they were a little shy. didn't know what they were going to talk about. Uh, about. <laughs> but you've done yeah. a great, you've done a great job. And I just want to thank you for all that you're doing with the children and all that you continue to do. And I just want to tell my listening audience, please, please, if you can help out, help slick, help speak life to youth and children, help. And there are many ways you can help. Just go to their website, slycinternational.com, slycinternational.com on their page. They have their mission and all. You can help them, anything from Cash App. But they need people, too. They need people. They need people to speak life. They need and people. we're looking to have a slick center in every state. We're going to be expanding. I won't say where. Next year, um, we do have a slick family in the Philippines. Mm. We're we when we say we're international, we will be international. Uh, we are international, not we. We are international. Well, Latanya, I just want to thank you for taking the time out of your day to come and share with us about the good things that you're doing to help our children succeed, to help them to be more positive, self-esteem, more empowered, motivated. All those things in order to be able to contribute and to give back to society one day. May God bless you for your endeavors and keep doing what you do. Thank you. But I'll be sending you an email requesting your shirt size and your color preference, sir. Oh, what colors you got? I'm an extra large. Whatever, whatever <laughs> color, whatever color you want. I like you. See, I'm I'm partial to black. It's something about that black and gold from my days in in the universe. I got you. <laughs> I, I got think, you. Yeah, alpha five. Alpha. Extra large. <laughs> Black. Extra large black. I got you. Yeah. And just let and let me know. And right now, you know, just let me know what I can do. If I need to do a virtual session, virtual seminar about anything, any topic, just let me know. Mr. Speaker is on board as one that will provide because I can share my story about how I found my purpose and help you accomplish your mission. So just count me in. Just let me know what you want me to do and when we put it on the calendar. And it is done. It thank is you done. so much. Oh, thank you, you are so welcome. much for ha- having me. And I, I had no idea you was a year older than me. I don't mind telling my age. I, I just turned 54 on this past Sunday. Oh, you and I are. Ooh, okay. <laughs> yeah, yeah, you know what I'm talking about. Okay. Yeah, that's, that's what I was saying. I, I, I know a little bit about something, something there. 
All right, all right. I need to test them uh, llama beans. <laughs> when I come to Tallahassee around Christmas time, I'll, I'll hook you up with some cake. Okay, all right. Hey, I, hey. and I, I'm basic. I'm basic. I don't like all that icing. I like me a good old fashioned pound cake, sour you cream. Love, oh, oh, you yeah. love my cream cheese pound. Oh, cake. Yeah, that's it. I just love pound cake. <laughs> I got you. Hey, I'm speaking into existence. Oh, Latanya, I just want to thank you. And my listening audience, you've been listening to Mr. Speaker Speaks. You know, it's the podcast that informs, inspires, and challenges real talk from real people about real things. You know, check me out on the internet, vincenttedwards.com. Want to thank my uh, sponsor today, Personality Pitching. Give them a call on the, on the web at personalitypitching.com. But like I always say, in all that you do, be magnificent because life is all about purpose. Are you living yours? Until next time, be good, be blessed, but most of all, be a blessing to someone. <laughs>